Uh, hello and welcome to Miked Up with Mike Kovac, a podcast here at the Observer Reporter. This is our second edition, and fittingly, we have the two-time Pittsburgh Marathon champion, Clara Santucci, a resident of Dillner. Clara, how you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> great. Well, when you hear that two-time Pittsburgh Marathon champion, I, I, it's been about six weeks, uh, maybe seven weeks since the race. I mean, has it sunk in yet? Uh, does it still feel a little surreal for you? Yeah, that's actually, it's, it's been right at about a month now. About four weeks ago, I, I finished, so <laughs> May 3rd. And it was, um, I, it's sunk in, I think. I mean, it took a, a couple days and um, right after the race, was pretty exciting, and uh, I, mean, I went through all the all the media obligations, all the um, the award ceremony, and the drug testing, which is important. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it really started to sink in once I was walking back to my hotel after the race. I was kind of alone at that moment. It was kind of the first chance I got to be alone um, after the race, and I was it was pretty emotional actually. <laughs> it was yeah. exciting and. And it meant a lot to me. That's and and you would think I would know better that it was only a month ago because I was there running in a relay. For some reason, in my head I was thinking it was June twentieth today. <laughs> so that's what happens yeah. when you get for uh, turn forty. You start to get your days mixed up. But um, you know, you mentioned the hotel. Um, we had a hotel too. It was at uh, and it made it so much nicer to be able to just get there and and relax a little bit. And you said you got to be alone. I mean, were people stopping you at all and congratulating you? Or at that point, I, was it pretty empty downtown? Um, it was still pretty busy. People were coming, um, walking back from the race, half marathoners, relay runners, and marathoners were all kind of making their way through the through the finish line and, and uh, getting fueled up with all the snacks and stuff they have there. But um, um, not too many people stopped me. Said congratulations because I, I still had my medal in my hand. Um, it was kind of nice just to be. I blended in with the crowd a little bit. <laughs> uh, yep. It's kind of nice just to be part part of it and one of the runners. Yeah, a little incognito. And uh, I, I know we talked a couple days ago, and you mentioned there, and I, I think I read in some other stories too that you definitely felt more pressure this year as the defending champion. Um, was it just because you were a defending champion, or was it you know the, the <laughs> expectations of repeating? What what went into the more pressure? Um, I mean, it was it was kind of built up. I, it was probably the first time I was coming in not built up as the underdog to a race. But, um, I mean, I was built up as a returning champion and wanting to defend my title. I put that right out there, and uh, everyone knew my goals. So um, it was definitely uh, a, a bit of pressure than I'm used to, a bit more than I'm used to, because a lot of times I go into these world-class marathons and uh, I'm not expected to win. There's usually a, a big Kenyan or Ethiopian present that um, that's got a lot more <laughs> a lot more um, pressure on her than I do. So this was um, probably my first time handling that pressure, and I think I, I did it well. And it was a good test for me, yeah. just knowing that I could could handle that. Yeah. And what's it like uh, breaking the tape? I mean, what's it like knowing you cross that finish line first? <laughs> I mean, how is that feeling? <laughs> Oh, it's it's good. It's it's relieving and it's exciting and um, it's just one of the best feelings you can have in racing um, to know that you had reached the goal you had set out to go for. And um, I mean, crossing the 
crossing the finish line. I, I saw the finish line um, from a, a bit of a distance out, mm -hmm. of course, and then knowing I was in, in first, I just thought of that as a safe place. <laughs> that was my, my safe place to get there before anyone else, before any other woman. So once I reached that, I felt uh, a bit of relief and, um, and, and a sense of accomplishment, of course. So yeah, it, was, it was very good. Now, do you feel the crowd, too? Because uh, obviously there's, at, at certain points of the race, there's a lot of people in spots, shady side, south side. What's it like hearing the people? I'm sure some of them are yelling your name at that point. Uh, does that give you a little something extra? Oh, it definitely does. Um, I could, I mean, I had a, a lot of crowd support out there from from the Pittsburghers, from the, from the Pennsylvanians, from the people from my hometown that came up from West Virginia and Morgantown and my coach and family were all there. So I definitely had um, a good support system there. Um, and that helped carry me through because I, it, to me, it felt more like it meant more to me to win that race than anyone else just because I had people behind me for me and hoping that I would be able to defend my title. Now, what you, you mentioned you got a chance to kind of walk uh, and be alone a little bit post-race. What else do you do post-race when you win a race? What are some of the things that, uh, you know, you have to go through? And you probably just want to go lay down somewhere <laughs> and relax yeah. or something. <laughs> but what do you have to do after you win a race like this? Um, well, I've gotten used to the, uh, the process. So I know it's going to be probably a couple hours before I actually get to get to get away from the finish line and relax and kind of decompress and <laughs> and reflect on the whole thing. But um, once I cross the finish line, it's it's, um, it's immediately you're uh, approached by a chaperone for drug testing, which is great. I, it's good that they have at those types of races where they have drug testing. It's it's brings a lot of credibility to the race. So I, I have no problem doing that. But I'm followed around by a chaperone for drug testing until I can get a sample, and and um, the only thing I'm allowed to do between giving my drug test sample is um, is uh, um, media and medal, the medal ceremony. So, um, so I have to stick in that area, and usually, and uh, you're pretty dehydrated at that time. Yeah. So when you're doing a urine test, you you can't really go right away after marathon. So um, that's a, a unique part of it that I, a lot of people don't see and mm -hmm. don't realize what goes on after you cross the finish line when you win a, win a big race like Pittsburgh. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's be followed around by someone you don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, do, go through the whole drug testing for the clean sport. And um, go through the medal ceremony and a lot of uh, interviews. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I get to see people crossing the finish line there's people that were hours behind me that I get to see still coming across, so that's that's kind of a nice thing. And if if I get a chance to see my family, they'll sometimes sneak in or have passed a run over to yeah. the uh, finish line, and I'll get to say a few words to them, which is great. Yeah, that is cool. I know my experience obviously was a lot different. I ran the third leg from Station Square up to like that Point Breeze <laughs> at Ellis School area, and. Uh, after I had to get on a bus, and after that, I, I sweat heavily, and it was hot that day, oh, and yeah. I was dripping, and I get on this bus shuttle to take me back downtown, and this lady who had 
run um she had run some races in san francisco and she was from philly and did like a uh, I think that same day they were doing some 10-mile run in Philly, but she came out for this, and I looked at her, and I said, I'm sorry you have to sit next to me because I'm sweating so bad. <laughs> but she didn't mind, uh, oh. and uh, I think me, apologi yeah. me apologize and help preempt any any disgust she may have felt. But uh, um, <laughs> anyway, um, well, you know, when... Yeah, you used to Runners <laughs> oh yeah exactly and and yeah i i definitely perspire quite heavily but uh <laughs> you know when you, in terms of i mean you have other goals past this i mean you, you're out to make the olympic team uh you, you told me you're going to be doing some some shorter races some half marathons and things coming up how long does it take you mm -hmm. after r running a marathon that you win or, or or even if you didn't win that you you know you know, obviously yeah. gave everything into, um, how long does it take to get back to training and getting, you know, a lot of miles in? Yeah. After Pittsburgh, it, it took me about a week to recover. Um, I took that completely off and I, I did some very light exercises in the pool, but, and a, a, like a couple short jogs, but, um, the next week I, I started jogging each day pretty regularly. And then, um, now, now I'm back to full training a couple of weeks after that. So doing harder workouts, track workouts and workouts on the road and things to get my leg speed back and moving. Now what do you prefer? Speed workouts, distance workouts? What, uh, you know, if you got to pick every day, what would you pick? Uh, I like them all actually. I like a mix because I think, um, if you do the same thing too many times, it gets, it gets monotonous mm -hmm. and, um, I can usually expect each week to have um, two types of workouts. I'll have an interval workout and I'll have a longer, more steady tempo workout. So I like that mix. Um, but I'd say probably the longer workouts are more my, my uh, your speed natural. <laughs> <laughs> I naturally seem to do better at. But um, uh, speed is fun. It's a, it's a nice um, mix up and it's a little lower pressure because I know it's it's only. Um, it's something I can only gain from doing something I'm not more naturally used to or better at. <laughs> so now, if it's yeah. raining, treadmills uh, yeah. for them or against them? <laughs> if it's raining, I I'll go outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if it's snowing, a blizzard outside, I might go on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll run in the rain. I don't mind that. Now, does the treadmill have to have a TV on it, or can you just sort of sit there and stare off, uh, you know, and uh, into nothing? <laughs> yeah, I can. I can stare off. I I have to have music though. Um, music definitely gets me through those those long, monotonous treadmill runs, mm -hmm. which I use I use a lot in the winter. So I have to have a good mix of music on my iPad, my little iPod. So. <laughs> and, and we're gonna we're actually gonna get to that in a little bit here. That's a that's a question for a little bit later here. But one thing I wanted to ask you, I, <laughs> I think I, I mentioned him before. Is a guy. There's a guy f that went to McGuffey High School outside of Washington. Here, his name is Jeff Weiss, and he trains down in West Virginia now. And yeah. I believe he's trying to make the U.S. Olympic trials in the marathon. He's qualified before. He ran the <laughs> half in Pittsburgh and. I think he told me I bumped into him around uh, somewhere around the point. And he told me he finished in the top five. But a question I asked when he was in high school was, "How much food do you go through?" And he told me he'd go through sometimes like 4,000 calories a day just to kind of keep his body 
feeling good for all the wear and tear he put on it. How about you? I mean, you do some extensive training. What is, you know, what is your eating regimen? I mean, it's it's got to be, you've got to be putting some stuff in you, I think. Yeah, I mean, I wake up hungry. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably one of the first things I think about when I get up <laughs> is eating and running. And then, um, yeah, I just, I don't really have a very strict um, regimen that I follow. I, I eat when I'm hungry mm-hmm. and I probably eat like five or six times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I have full breakfast, full lunch, full dinner, and then I'll, I'll snack like crazy between. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an important thing to keep keep your fuel up. But I uh, definitely like to focus on having higher quality foods and because it's like putting the best kind of gasoline in your tank. You know, <laughs> you don't want your race car and you have to you have to have the best fuel, so. Yeah. So uh, I find donuts are good fuel for me, but uh, maybe that doesn't work for you. But for me, they're perfect. I had one this morning and went for a run. <laughs> I'll have a donut every now and then. Yeah. Now, uh, the Pittsburgh, I'm sure some other marathons are like this. I noticed there's some beer stands here and there. And uh, are you ever tempted? I know you're out to win, but when you're dry, running by free beer, uh, how hard is it to turn it down? <laughs> Uh, that's not too hard for me, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big drinker. <laughs> I'll have a beer every now and then. But, um, actually, like, root beer, that's yeah. <laughs> I really like. If I even drink soda, I don't drink much soda. But, um, during a marathon, I'm all about the, the water, and I have a special electrolyte and carb mix that I use, so. That'll get me through. <laughs> I made a mistake. I I, stopped, I got a couple waters along my quick route, and then, uh, but I made a mistake after I got up the big hill um, in Oakland past McGee Hospital. Uh, there were people <laughs> there with those little energy gel packets, and I felt pretty. Yeah. I felt pretty good, but I was like, man, I just ran this big hill. Maybe, maybe <laughs> one of these will really hit the spot right now, and and I'll really be good for these last couple miles of my of my leg. So I grabbed a banana gel pack and it was a it tasted terrible b it was warm and c my hands got all sticky after it and it really affected me for the next half mile or so i was mad at myself so i don't know if you've ever had one of those but i don't recommend it um and uh a a good friend of mine who ran the full and i think he's done it like the last six or seven years he um He's a spin instructor at LA Fitness in Greensburg, where I go, and he told me on Monday he drank four beers during the race. And I said, "How did you? How did you finish yeah. it?" And he yeah. said he had no problem. It, it amazes me that somebody can do that. But I, I, uh, it's the first time I ever turned down free beer on the South Side or in Oakland, and it made me a little bit sad inside, to be, to be honest. But uh, um, yeah. people do it. I don't know. If I could, I've never actually tried. Yeah, I don't think (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I see one of the cool things you've gotten to do, you know, before the race, after the race, you've gotten to go visit kids and schools and things like that and and make little appearances. What are some of the neater things you've gotten to do, um, uh, you know, pre-race, post-race, some of the the cool stuff, cool people you got to meet? Yeah, I I had a, a pen pal program, actually. I was part of the pen pal program for the kids of steel for so that meant i got to write in the four months leading up to the race i got to write to a school the ross elementary school mm-hmm. near pittsburgh um and uh that was a lot of fun because they ask a lot of funny questions like like what's your favorite color 
color Gatorade mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, an important. You know, they have to go chest every kind. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It, that was a lot of fun, and um, I got to run the kids race with them. The Toyota still mile, um, and that was a lot of fun because I had little kids that were just so determined to run with me, and and it was actually probably one of the funniest comments I got after that race was. One of the kids came up to me and they said, I, I kind of expected you to win this race. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you didn't let them win at all, right? Uh, for tomorrow. <laughs> you were saving yourself. Yeah. Uh, that's what yeah, kids can. Kids are cool. My daughter was uh, convinced at one point she was faster than Lauren Williams, the uh, former yeah. Olympic sprinter uh, from Rochester slash bobsledder. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure you are, honey. Um, <laughs> now, uh, do you have your I Run This Town necklace? Yeah, I do. I'm not wearing it right now, but I I've, I wear it a few times every now and then. I'll put it on. And definitely proud. <laughs> Absolutely. Proud to wear it, and I wore it during the race. Just um. Kind of gave me a little bit of confidence and and a little bit of pride for Pittsburgh and for the area that was supporting me. So that was neat. (laughs) Yeah, very cool. And we're gonna play a little um, little game called Rapid Fire here. I'm gonna fire a couple questions at you, give you um, you know quick responses you can. And you mentioned you know you 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 love Pittsburgh, you love to to rep Pittsburgh, but you're also a West Virginia graduate. You're an All American there as well. And I wanted yeah. to know, have you ever told the University of Pittsburgh to ingest feces during a backyard brawl? <laughs> um, I think I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's acceptable. Were you at the 13-9 to 9 game? Yes, I was. That was terrible. <laughs> I was there too. I'm gonna. I was covering the game for the Observer, and a uh, really cool thing happened to me. I was down on the field sort of trying to soak in everything because it was such a crazy mo- monumentous mm-hmm. upset. And I was trying to soak in everything for a story, and a bottle of vodka landed at my feet. Full, <laughs> unopened bottle. N- not, a, not a fifth, but like a pint-sized bottle. And I'm lucky I was standing, oh, wow. where, I was lucky I was standing where I was. Had I been standing another like, step up, it would have probably hit me in the head, and who knows what would have happened. I pick it up yeah. off the ground, and there was yeah. two cops behind me. And I said, should I give this to you? And they looked at me, and they said, well, you're 21, right? And I said, yeah, I was probably 30 five or whatever at the time and actually maybe not that old I was in my 30s though and they said yeah, yeah go ahead keep it it's a souvenir so in, in my pocket it went and and I took it home and enjoyed it another day so back to rapid fire <laughs> we talked about music what is your go-to training music um let's see I have a crazy amount of variety on my iPad iPod it's um this winter I had like um I had that Let It Go song from Frozen. Mm-hmm. And you can wear from that to uh, to Metallica <laughs> one. <so. laughs> that is pretty. Um, but I really like uh, probably my theme song was um, uh, Going the Distance uh, by Cake. Ah, Cake. That was I love Cake when I was in college. That's an excellent choice. <laughs> That's my favorite ones. Dream Concert. Dream Concert. Um, I've actually already been to my Dream Concert. It was Hanson. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm a big Hanson fan, secretly. But <laughs> I could I could tell you a funny Hanson story too. But I I would derail this whole rapid fire thing. Maybe I'll tell you at the end of it. Uh, your favorite post race meal? Favorite post race? Um, typically, probably a 
a big burger mm -hmm. and a big cheeseburger and a milkshake. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, the next question is kind of a follow-up, and you might have just answered it. What's your guilty pleasure food? Something you just say, I got to have one of these every now and again. Uh, ice cream for sure. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> Possibly ice cream has to have chocolate in it. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite distance runner? Favorite distance harder um i like a lot of them but um i like shalane because she's really intense and mm -hmm. she's always go for it so um she's probably up she's up there <laughs> now, i know you follow some sports how about your favorite athlete any sport favorite in any sport um neil walker neil walker okay <laughs> uh yep. favorite place to run favorite place to run um Probably on the rail trail in um, the Morgantown, in Morgantown, the rail trail. Dream running destinations. I'm always on that thing, <laughs> so I, I better like it. <laughs> How about a dream running destination? Um, let's see. Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii, so I think that would be neat. But um, I've also been to the Grand Canyon, and that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, that's cool. Have you ever run on a <laughs> beach? I have. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't actually like running on the beach. The uh, sand isn't isn't fun. But I think um, running around like the volcanoes and stuff in Hawaii would be pretty neat. Mm -hmm. it might be a little hot, but it would be definitely unique to anything I've ever done. Absolutely. Now, you living in Green County, I'm sure you have to deal with this every now and again. What is the closest uh, encounter you've ever had with a fracking truck? Oh, um, uh, they're all over the place here. <laughs> um, uh, probably a few feet. I mean, sometimes I run along the roads here. It's not very safe, but I've done it. And um, I, they'll, they'll drive right by me. Mm -hmm. I'll get over as far as I can, but they're, they're very close. <laughs> and they usually come in pairs <laughs> or, or more. Now, if you were to run a 5K backward, and I ran it forward at about a seven-and-a-half-minute mile, who wins the race? I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> now, would, you'd at least have to, like, look behind your shoulder a little bit, right, to make sure you're going the right way, right? Yeah. Of course, you could watch me running the whole time, too, probably getting smaller and smaller in the, <laughs> in the rearview mirror, so... Um, well, a anyway, that's the end of rapid fire, and I think we, we've uh, certainly uh, we've taken up a ton of your time here, and I appreciate it. And uh, for those of you listening out there, this is going to be available on our website, www.observer-reporter.com. It'll also uh, be available on iTunes, and there will be a story upcoming in our sports section uh, on Clara and sort of what she's getting ready to do uh, post uh, Pittsburgh Marathon getting ready for and Clara as always it's a pleasure and I thank you for taking the time no problem thank you for having me all right thanks so much take care you too right. bye, bye.